Hello listeners and followers of Ufahamu Africa and the Monkey Page. Welcome to another episode from the African Politics Summer Reading Spectacular where we discuss new books on politics in Africa. My name is Amita Maklo, an anthropologist artist at Cornell University working with the Ufahamu Africa team. Remember, you can read these articles and these reviews on the Monkey Cage's website and for our first-time listeners. The Monkey Cage is a blog on everything politics and political science. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's talk politics. This week's read is an analysis written by Dan Eisinger. He says, the book Islamic State in Africa explores nine militant Islamist groups. This book takes a comprehensive look at the rise of Islamic State affiliates operating on the continent. For many African countries, violence linked to militant Islamist groups is a pressing security threat. These armed extremist groups amplify grievances and intercommunal differences to recruit new members and foster anti-government sentiments. Civilian communities often bear the brunt of this violence, as virtually none of these groups enjoy widespread popular support. Militant Islamist violence in Africa reached new heights in 2021, sustaining a decade-long trend. But the pattern is not uniform across the continent. In North Africa, Mozambique and the Lake Chad Basin, an area comprising parts of Nigeria, Eastern Niger, Chad and Cameroon, violence declined in 2021. But militant Islamist violence in the Sahel, comprising parts of Mali, Burkina Faso and Western Niger, nearly doubled. Where are Islamic State groups active? In the Islamic State in Africa, Jason Warner, Ryan O'Farrell, Henny Insibia and Ryan Cummings provide the first comprehensive account of nine African militant Islamist groups. Each group proclaims ties to the Islamic State. The authors ask why allegiance to the Islamic State has persisted in Africa despite the group's decline in Iraq and Syria, particularly after the 2019 death of founding leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. To address this puzzle, the authors investigate the emergence and evolution of Islamic State groups in Africa. Readers will learn about the group's background before jumping deeper. Nine case studies offer a close look at Islamic State affiliates in Libya, Algeria, Egypt, Tunisia, the Lake Chad Basin, the Sahel, Somalia, Congo and Mozambique. These cases explore the Islamic State affiliates' varying trajectories. The group identifies its affiliates in Libya, Algeria, Egypt, Nigeria and Somalia as wilayat or provinces of the Islamic State. Other groups, the Sahel, Congo and Mozambique, are wings or affiliates. The Islamic State never accorded Islamist militants in Tunisia affiliate status, only referring to them abstractly as Jund al-Khalifa or soldiers of the caliphate. How do you analyze disparate groups? Fitting these diverse cases into a single analytical framework poses a challenge. To do so, the authors identify three distinct historical periods related to when a particular group pledged allegiance, or bahiyah, to the Islamic State. They compared the group's activities before their pledge, then the period after a pledge was made but remained unacknowledged, and ultimately the period after the Islamic State's acknowledgement. 
the author then deploys three separate analytic frames for each period to explore the groups vis-à-vis the Islamic State. The terminology poses a challenge. At times, these concepts distract from the major contributions of the book. The first of those frames, democratization of jihad, requires the authors to address the confusing choices of democratization as a term. They explain that it is not about a greater degree of democracy or decision-making power within groups. Instead, when the Islamic State emerged on the global scale, it presented an alternative for militant Islamist groups. Having two global Islamist militant networks with which to align themselves democratized jihad, according to the authors. In some cases, this appears significant. In Algeria and Somalia, militants broke away from Al-Qaeda to form an alternative. The narrative is less clear in other cases. Boko Haram in Nigeria, for example, followed a trajectory driven more by internal divides than global alliances. In the Sahel, there are already many different groups of aspiring Islamist militants. Elsewhere, including Mozambique and Congo, Al-Qaeda is absent. In Libya and Tunisia, direct links and fighters' experiences in Iraq and Syria appear to have influenced the decision to pledge allegiance to the Islamic State, as did the direct efforts by the group's leaders to establish a province in Libya. Given this variety of motivations, context and connections, it is unclear how democratization emerged as the best term to capture these dynamics. Diversification or multiplication might perhaps have offered a clearer picture. Affiliate utility validation. A second frame refers simply to how the Islamic State viewed the group pledging Baya to al-Baghdadi as contributing to Islamic State's goals. However, Islamic State's goals have shifted over time, causing perceptions to change concerning a specific group's usefulness to the group's cause. This allows the authors to identify a wide range of Islamic State justifications for acknowledging a group as an affiliate, depending on the strategic drivers at the time. Are these local or global groups? Are African Islamic extremists primarily acting locally? Or are they operating at the behest of larger global militant networks? The authors deploy their concept of sovereign subordinates, a third frame to navigate this debate. They argue that Islamic State affiliates are subordinates to the group in principle, but each makes sovereign decisions over much of their activities and territories. The primacy of sovereignty puts the authors largely on the local side of this debate. Yet certain editorial and stylistic decisions obscure this position, Perhaps the most glaring example is the book's title, which conjures an image of a centralized and singular Islamic state coming to Africa, marking a new frontier in the global war on terror. This view risks mischaracterizing the groups and ultimately misdiagnosing effective policy prescriptions for those engaged in counterterrorism efforts. The authors appear to realize this risk, arguing in the conclusion for the need to contextualize counter-terror responses to local conditions. They state, Nor despite the focus of this book, do we advocate trying to address these particular affiliates primarily through the lens of their affiliation with the Islamic states. One wonders then how the tactic promotion of the Islamic state lens might have an impact on efforts to reduce extremist violence. 
different audiences will appreciate this resource. Overall, the book offers a wealth of information, contributing a great deal to the scholarly body of work focused on militant Islamist groups in Africa. The laudable compendium of detailed case studies will appeal to anyone looking to explore these contexts. The organization of the volume is clear, offering opportunities for the book to be used in classrooms. The cases also will undoubtedly be of use to policymakers in Africa and beyond. This important book offers digestible accounts of militant Islamist groups and their African context, a complicated puzzle that may be unfamiliar to many in the general public. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Do not forget to follow Ufahamu Africa and the Monkey Cage on social media. I am Amita Maklo and I wish you a spectacular rest of your day. You can find more episodes, show notes, and transcripts on our website, ufahamuafrica.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Megan DeMint, with help from production assistants Chukufunanya Ikachukwu, Alex Kozak, and Ami Tamaklo. Our non-resident podcast fellows are Bamba Njaye, Maseke Rioba, Takono Priscilla Sempere, and Kamohelo Tuniko Toledi. We are generously supported by the Carnegie Corporation of New York and receive research assistance from Cornell University and the University of California, Riverside. Our music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. Until next week, Safiri Salama.